Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, hello, excellent people. Welcome to episode three of the Hot Mess Clubhouse, where we celebrate brilliantly funny women. This season... I, your host, Lucy Vine, am speaking to funny female writers, and this week I'm in joyful conversation with my talent crush, Rose Heine. Rose is an award-winning screenwriter, novelist and playwright who's written for TV shows including Miranda and Fresh Meat. Earlier this year, her stage show Original Death Rabbit, starring Kimberly Nixon, won critical acclaim and is available to buy from Nick Hearn Books or Amazon. She's currently a writer on Armando Iannucci's new HBO show, Avenue 5, and she recently binge-watched all six seasons of Sex and the City. I mean, that's not relevant, but it's very cool. In this episode, we talk about going to centre parks together, toxic friendships, her writing career, and the pronunciation of Gylian, or is it Gulian? Hope you enjoy. in new situations. Oh, I'm constantly nervous. Really? I would say I'm nervous under all circumstances other than watching Parks and Recreation in bed eating oh, dairy milk. That's the dream I'm just very place. nervous person. Oh, I just want to spend my life doing that though. That's um, that's the dream life in bed with yeah. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and actually, you can, you can kind of choose it. If you, <laughs> if you just drop all your friends and family and acquaintances, yeah. perfect. I think that that's the dream goal for yeah. life. Um, but this isn't entirely new with us because we do know each other a little bit. Um, Rose and I met, um, what was it, a year ago? Um, yeah, when we were uh, when we were asked to come in and consult on this TV project, which sounds super cool, mm. but I was fucking terrible and haven't been asked back. <laughs> um, but you, you you were you were fucking brilliant, and I don't think anyone's been asked back. So I've <laughs> well, been asked back. Either way, ever since then, I've been trying to become your best friend. How do you think that's going? It's going very 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 well. Excellent. And I think we're ready for our first holiday. Yeah. So, okay. Great. Where are we going? We're going to Centre Parks. Elfin Forest. I'm so up for that. <laughs> Can we just get separate bedrooms, just stay in them the whole time and watch Parks and Rec yeah. and just kind of then leave together? Absolutely. I'll pop out once a day to ride those wild water rapids. Bring me some more chocolate. Yeah. I'm really into this. Let's let's book this in. Yeah. Um, what do you look for in a best friend? <laughs> this is a cheesy answer, but it's it's someone who 
I can be myself with. Okay. I think someone, you know, where I, I genuinely want the best for them and Aww. sense that they genuinely want the best for me. That's really nice. And that feeling often that you've known each other for, for longer than you actually have. Yeah, that, like, when you don't see each other for ages and it's exactly the same it's when exactly you do hang same. out. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. And that, like, like, was there some kind of, you know, was this set up in some spiritual way before the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've known someone for a long time. Amazing. So I just made it too intense already. Yeah, damn it. Like, Give me too cheap. Just wanted you to say, you know, somebody hot. Yes, yeah, just somebody hot. <laughs> someone with really good hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your current best friend? Do you know, actually, after all that, I've never, I've never had best friends ever. Oh really? I've always been. Do you have a big group then? I've, that... I've always had a group, and uh, actually, usually this sounds might make me sound a bit, but kind of manipulative and sneaky. But I feel oh, like, I like I've, that. I've always had a couple of separate groups. Yeah. As well, and it's weird when they mix, isn't it? It's weird when they mix, and now since and the advent of WhatsApp, they are actually kind of literally a number of separate groups. Yeah, WhatsApp has really kind of segregated us all, hasn't it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but I also do think that, like, um, best friends and relationships and groups of friends, that ebbs and flows. Definitely. Um, because, I mean, I do have best friends, but, like, some days I really hate my best friend. Mm. And, like, other days I really, like, I would tear off their skin and wear them because mm. I love them so much. Yeah, That's how I express my love. But, That's um, fairly intense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted to um, give you a heads up in case um, you I look at you in a way that makes you think that I'm going to remove your skin. You're violently hating me or about <laughs> loving me so much I'm about to be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a bit weird. I used to make lists of my favourite people, like top tens, mm. and then let people know where they were on that list. <laughs> absolutely fantastic <laughs> I know that makes me sound like a shitty person but I now I, I'm remembering I really want to do it again <laughs> I, th- I think so I yeah, yeah it, it, it makes people super competitive as well because they're like oh I'm only number six I want to get up Vine into top five actions. exactly yeah so I like to create some kind of competitive spirit among my loved ones <laughs> ideally <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never formalised my league into a table. Yeah, well, consider it. Have um, a think about it. it. Yeah. Do you think I might make top thirty? Oh, certainly. Oh yeah. Yeah, certainly. certainly. Top twenty. Top, top, top fifteen or ten actually. Oh my god, that's yeah. amazing. In terms okay, of favourite beings. Oh, comments. that's really exciting. I'm pretty thrilled with that. And um, what do you think about female friendship? Because it does get a lot of um, shit piled on it, doesn't it? Like that kind of idea that women are all competing with each other and all hate each other and all that kind of thing. I, I feel that if I if I find that I, I am in a friendship which feels as if it has some kind of toxic edge to it, then it's my responsibility to step away and deal with my shit and look at what's happening. And it may turn out that that friendship's not a good one for yeah. me to be in and perhaps never has, or it may just be that yeah. she's getting married and I'm sad that I not that I'm not and I need to go and deal with my <laughs> sadness. <laughs> That's a very grown-up way of looking at it. Well, thank you. I, I kind of only want friendship to be a source of leisure. Yeah, because otherwise what's really? the point, right? Other, yeah, otherwise, otherwise <laughs> what's the point? I think, I think it's something about, like, I'm in my 30s now and as you get older, it's just like, oh, life really, really is too short for yeah. any kind of games and anything that isn't 
straightforward affection and a desire to be together and to collaborate. Oh, but, I mean, friendship is something that you write so beautifully as well. Friendship and love and relationships and the sort of ups and downs and all that, and the darkness and the loneliness in, in relationships as well. Mm. Um, but before we get into your work, um, I think it's snack time. Oh, great! <laughs> okay, I was, I was so... I snacks, so I'm so glad they're here. This is going to make such good noises on the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool original Hold on, that. I've got posh... Crisps and or not so posh crisps. Do you have any chocolate? Oh my god, you're kidding. Of course I have chocolate. I've got hobnob biscuits and I have for you a little party bag of chocolate. You are joking. (laughs) And you have to tell me there's like um, a variety of chocolate in this bag and I need you to rate them and tell me what your favourite is and I'm going to judge you on that. You've you've just gone up to number five in my friendly table which I've recently did. I mean you don't have to eat all of that right now but you can. Please do. I would encourage you to do so. This is Okay, what's number one in that bag? For the listener, I'm just I'm gonna describe this in full. This is a this is a proper child's birthday party bag with with happy birthday written on it, and inside is the most wonderful selection of Of, of, uh, I'm I'm gonna say candy because that's what it is. It's not like chocolate, even that chocolate because of all this like clean eating neutral bullshit that's yeah. going on I'm like does that mean like 100% pure cacao with like, I did also bring sticks. carrots but I only okay. did it to be um, just take, equal take opportunities them, take them I'm taking it off the table <laughs> this is like proper old school treat chocolate we have a whisk of gold I also brought a we jar have... of Nutella a jar of Nutella oh amazing we have Smarties we have a Kit Kat um we have a galaxy. Yeah, no, no. Oh, that's a the Gillian. posh chocolate. I don't have to see that. I don't know. Is it Gillian or Gillian? Gillian, Gillian. Yeah, people who make the shells. It's the seashells. I don't know how to say that. But it's that's the posh chocolate. And we have a cream egg. So there's like kid chocolate in the Smarties, posh chocolate with the yul, um, and then you've got the Nestle with the Kit Kat and Whisper Gold, which is always a winner. What is what is your favourite? Uh, it's the cream egg. Cream egg. Oh, and cream I get egg? so cross when they take them off the shelves. Do they? What? No, Why don't you track the uh, the sales of cream eggs throughout I the year? I move very, very smoothly from Christmas chocolate <laughs> to Easter chocolate to ice creams to Christmas chocolate to Easter chocolate. Oh, ice I see. Cream. So you don't... I, there's no gap. You I never notice. notice the lack. I ever feel deprived. Okay, well, just so you know, <laughs> they only sell cream eggs at, around Easter time. Fantastic. They take them off the shelves in about uh, October. No, there's only a sort of very small window when they're not on sale, but they definitely do take them off the shelves at some point in the year. Um, so at what point in your life did you decide you wanted to write? Was there a conscious moment where you thought, hey, writing career? I don't know, ever thought of writing career. Really? <laughs> you're still, still, not, still, still not? You're still, I still, feel like still I'm trying to figure things out. Sort of <laughs> um, I do remember I was in my last year at university yeah. and I thought, as so many do, I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do with my life. I wasn't very happy at all at the time. I had a sense that whatever I was going to do with my life would probably be awful and that it yeah. might cheer me up. Great. To write. Anything could in be the evening. better. Oh, right, it, yeah. It was, I thought this, this might Such be something... Such a form of therapy, though, isn't it? So, totally. Yeah. And I thought I can create my own world and I can have my own fun and I'll have something... I mean, as I say, I really, I was not at all optimistic about my future. <laughs> and How I... How are you at this point? I, I, I was, oh gosh, 21. Okay. And, and I just thought, that feels better than anything else. Yeah. And that feels like I can have something which is mine. And even if if, if, if I don't find my place in this terrifying world, <laughs> I'll have this thing which I've made for myself. And that's my writing space. Wow. And um, so had you been a person who kept a diary or wrote at all growing up? 
Were you good at English and stuff like that? I was quite good at English. I mean, certainly compared to how good I am at was and am at science, which is not <laughs> fucking good at all. Just like absolutely <laughs> no, just yeah. Uh, I think I was probably better at English than I was at anything else. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed other things. I always really enjoyed drama in particular. Oh, yeah. It's funny though, yeah. as somebody who does struggle with insecurities and anxiety and stuff like that. Um, because I was really into drama as well at school. Hmm. But it's weird, isn't it? Those people are always the ones who are, like, maybe the brokenest inside. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Love me! <laughs> the Love broken, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And just, de- for me, like, absolutely desperate to be, first of all, in a world that wasn't this one. Being someone that wasn't quite me and with finally some approval... And, yeah. th- and being in the school production of Greece feels like some version of that. And then, of course... Were you actually in a production of Greece? Oh, gosh. And who did you play? This is the saddest story. Can I tell you a sad Please story? Please tell me the sad After story. After all that, like, happy chocolate chat, I was... There's um, chocolate to cheer you up afterwards. Uh, <laughs> I was offered the part of um, Jan in the school production of Oh, my God, of that's amazing. Yeah, but Jan is... Oh, she's meant to be the sad... She's, she's <laughs> OK, let's be honest, like... She, she was the fat one. But I didn't and understand that when I saw the film because she's not. Of course, because she wasn't. Because People kind of made these jokes yeah. about it and I was like, I completely didn't understand that until I was an adult because I she was beautiful and thin. Yeah. I didn't get totally, it. Totally, totally. But in the original, like, 1950-whatever yeah. the fuck it was, musical, not 50, it was later than that. I don't know. I don't care. I hate Greece now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, like, she, she's very much written as the fat one. And then, you know, I now use the word fat in a reclaimed... Fat positive That's sense. fine, yeah. Very deliberately, it's a neutral descriptor. It's not meant as any kind of insult. No. But back then, what, 15 years ago? Oh, God, now, yeah. It was, when I was, you know, 15, it, it, calling someone fat was the worst person you could possibly call them. And I was fat as well. <gasps> and I went to the first couple of rehearsals playing a part of Jan in Greece. And because she was a fat character, she also had to be ridiculous. She and you were aware voice. of that she at went, the casting. You were like, okay, I've been cast as the fat ugly one. Yeah, I've been cast okay. as the fat ugly one. Yeah. And, and you, no, no one is saying it. Okay. And no one will be open about it but, but I knew but I knew and <laughs> okay. it's like I know I can sing better than Rizzo and Frenchie Amazing. and I could do a better American accent but I'm still Jan and I, I will went, never be the Sandy I will never I was like what well, I never would have been Sandy I mean even like <laughs> that's a whole different other type of person. terrible character who wants to be the Sandy she's lame Sandy. exactly Rizzo's the one to <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um but then I pulled out of the uh production of because I thought I'm not going to be humiliated like this and instead I'm going to be in the other production of Macbeth (laughs) there were two schools also at school oh my god very busy school very busy school (laughs) and I gave an absolutely atrocious performance as Lady Macbeth (gasps) but you were Lady Macbeth really pretty badass very very boring production of Macbeth and then went to watch the school production of Greece which everyone came to see and everyone loved and I remember sitting and watching Greece and watching the other the only other fat person in the school oh, playing God, Jan and having a great time and just I sat there sobbing it's odd even though they I think it was kind of humiliating and quite degrading like I wish I had just swallowed my pride and let myself have fun yeah uh, and how wish... can you as a teenager it's so fucking hard being a teenager it's, being any teenager what kind of teenager shit. were you were you a shit <laughs> no I was a people pleaser oh yeah uh, and I was um, desperate for people to like me. I was, and did they like you, Rose? <laughs> well, some did. I was, I, I was also bullied 
right pretty badly and being a people pleaser in that situation can really have a negative effect because you like, I think with bullies like a lot of bullies the second you show some teeth they'll back off but I never did because um, I, 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 I had this like kind you. of like I have to be nice kind of thing I, I think I was very invested in being a nice person and that's not a bad thing but it does it does sometimes mean that you collapse a bit and you don't always stand up for yourself and yeah. carve out you your you are heart the first to get trodden on you're the you? first to get trodden on yeah you make yourself a doormat you're going to get trodden on and I was a bit oh, of a doormat um, <laughs> That's but, really sad. But I also, you know, I also had things I really enjoyed. I was like, I don't know, like Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals I liked very, oh, very much. Oh, yeah, love a musical. I used to, so were you in yeah. other productions? Did you actually then get to embrace any... Can you sing? Are you a good singer? <laughs> I'm, I'm an all right singer. Can you, I'm, can I'm you do years, your jam performance now under, that you've missed out? Absolutely not. Under no circumstances. <laughs> there is not enough chocolate in the world. Oh, what? What about later on? Tell me how you got into your career then. Like, So you'd said that you started writing as a way, as almost like yeah. a way of therapy. Yeah, I did. Because um, you also wrote your first book, um, Judy B. When you were only 23, is that right? Yeah, it's right. I was 21 when I started writing it. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, did it start off as a book? Had you thought about that? I literally just sat down and started writing. Wow. And um, then I had what I now recognise, you know, knowing, having been, it's what, kind of 10 years old now, and I've learned a lot more about how, how kind of tough it genuinely is to make it as a, as a writer. I, I, I had what I now recognise as a completely freakish stroke of luck. Right. Which was, um, I was contacted by a woman who'd read this little play that I wrote, which had been Amazing. passed on to her by someone I knew who was her intern. I mean, so you had already written a play by the time you were doing it? Do you know, I, I, I wouldn't even call it, it was like student, stu- a student okay. play. Okay, yeah, so this play. person had seen it? Um, actually, do you know it. what? I'm slightly underplaying how obsessed I was with writing when I was younger. Like, I wrote, like, like I literally wrote, I, I, I did absolutely fucking nothing on my gap year, Lucy, and I still, <laughs> I still wrote a book about it because I just loved to write. So you were just writing, um, but I didn't yeah. do much today, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. I wrote my book and then I sent the it to my favourite author, um, oh, who was wow. Bill Bryson. No way! Who read it what? and wrote back such a lovely, lovely, lovely letter. Oh my god, um, what did it I say? Which I still have framed. Do you? And, um, what does it say? You must have memorised it. I have memorised it. I word don't, for word, I on. don't want to say because it would feel like immodest and oh. and it's, it's sort of like, it's kind <laughs> it of also like my secret between me and Bill Bryson. Oh. But he basically said like, you, I, you know, you genuinely have a talent for this and the word he used was like, I'm sorry to say it, but I think you're going to have to give up your dream of becoming rodeo queen of Wyoming and instead focus on being a writer instead <laughs> you have been called <laughs> oh my god what and an amazing so thing he said it was your calling yeah and Bill I Bryce told like, you oh my god I have decided since that that letter was like the universe speaking through Bill Bryson and whenever it gets really tough as a writer whenever I think I'm doing terrible work or can't work at all or things are getting rejected I just look at that that line yeah. of that letter which is framed up my desk which is which just says you have been called and it's like I don't know why I just I'm That's a writer, amazing. and I have yet to receive other different instructions from life, really. What, what so I'm just he, keeping going with writing. What if somebody um, tells you that was a form letter? <laughs> that completely undermined everything you've ever done. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I got one of those. Yeah, it's my calling, right? I'm so sorry. I've made you doubt yourself. Okay, so actually, I can confirm it definitely wasn't a form letter. Yeah, I might be That much I know. Of anyway. course he writes all... <laughs> Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. But anyway, what I was going to say, I mean, an amazing achievement. So, yeah, you wrote this book and you had it published. You were telling a story about how it got published. Oh, OK. Yeah. So the, the Gappy book, obviously, but didn't yeah. get published. That was just my, my like, teenage writing. So but you'd I, already but, written the book. But I'd, I'd written amazing. a book for fun. And I wrote uh, yeah, this, this weird little student play, which, um, oh gosh, this was so lucky and so weirdly magical. But um, it was passed on to a woman who I think she was a producer at the time and she said I am leaving my career in film production because I want to become a literary agent I really like the voice of your play would you ever consider trying to write a novel and I was like when it happens I have actually just written written like 17 the first three (laughs) chapters of this of this novel oh god you're already on it then right yeah and I I sent it to her uh, and she sold it and and not absolutely like it not for any kind of big amount of money but she she did sell it that is incredible and and now i look back on that and i'm like that was weird was it? <laughs> it i mean just it just felt like a really freaky freaky stroke of luck but it gave me the confidence to think maybe i can do this maybe i can be a writer oh my god and it's so um, brilliant to, the, the idea that you wrote that at 21 <laughs> just blows my mind and when it was coming out how was that for you being so young as well yeah. I, I mean I know having published books oh myself, how stressful did you read the reviews and things around that time what was it like when it came out I want to slightly bullshit you and okay. say that I you know read some of the reviews it was an interesting experience really you know I would like to reverse engineer the whole thing into being something tidier than it actually was yeah. but I remember at the, like at the time that I'd written it like my my brother had died not long before we'd had this horrible traumatic event in, in our family and I was dealing with that spectacularly dysfunctionally. Right. And so it was a very kind of, on, on a personal level, extremely kind of confusing and miserable and challenging time anyway. I don't think being 23 is fabulous for anyone. No. But I think I had a kind of extra injection yeah. of, fuck, yeah. <laughs> at the time. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was a weird, weird Thing. But so, you did then yeah. carry on um, writing, and you do. Um, I mean, the last thing that you, as far as I know, was the original Death Rabbit, which is something I went to yeah. see um, a couple of weeks ago and was yeah. so 
so brilliant because you, you, you wrote it as a radio play, right? First, yes. is that right? Um, original Death Rabbit is a fictional story of a woman who goes viral online and over the course of the following decade going viral and the way she deals with it completely destroys her life and takes her to, to some of the darkest places a person can go. I um, originally had the idea, it must be about four years ago now, and uh, as it's sometimes the way with creative stuff, it, it was just quite weird. I was just sitting there one day and thought, I want to write a one-woman show <laughs> where there's a woman in a pink rubber suit in a really dirty flat. And <laughs> as you like, do. So I was like, open. That crosses my mind every other day. <laughs> open, document, wow. see who this woman is. Yeah. And um, I ended up writing this this long and strange and sprawling monologue play about this woman who'd, who'd been... At the focus of a meme which had gone viral um, and I remember sending this to a producer I'd recently worked with BBC Radio and she said I think if you sanitise this it could be a radio drama wow. and um, I said okay <laughs> <laughs> and so I take out that. all my artistic integrity <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, we kind of like yeah, yeah made it kind of radio core friendly it's so dark though and well, so funny thank you this is something that I think you do spectacularly well is this pitch blackness that is also so hilarious and I don't know any other writer that does that as well as you um but when you're writing stuff like that are you kind of crying and laughing simultaneously well I mean honestly like I usually write a lot and then get asked to take it out again because it's too dark and too weird <laughs> but um, I'm hopefully moving past that and doing starting to do, finally do work which is a bit more me yeah. but after the radio uh, show of Original Death Rabbit was broadcast um a theatre producer got in touch and right. said, um, would you consider adapting this into a stage play? And I was like, well, actually, I already did it. <laughs> it's really <laughs> it's fucked ready. up. It's too fucked up for radio for. And then eventually uh, we got we found a slot at the theatre and it became the, the theatre show you yeah. just saw. Oh, that's um, incredible. Uh, you probably hate a question like this. I, I no. do too. But um, how autobiographical is it? Like, Because I know you're not on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. But no. you are on Facebook and Instagram. Um, do you find Twitter to be a particularly sinister place? Is that why you're not on it? Twitter had such a bad effect on my head really right and I don't know why so you were on it I was on it I was on Twitter for I mean probably about a year I mean I, I don't think I ever got above about 150 followers <laughs> I was by no means like a Twitter star <laughs> um but I mean something the play talks about is is how some people like this character just in the same way that an alcoholic can't handle alcohol in a normal fashion yeah, I mean, some say. Uh, I think there are some minds which which just can't really handle social media terribly well. Yeah. I know that I have one of those minds, so I'm speaking. I, I, you know, I'm generalising, but I'm talking about myself really. Uh, and I found that um, Twitter, like, I just felt as if I was constantly watching other people having a good time. Yep. <laughs> and I really struggled. But you don't to find that with Instagram. I don't find that with Instagram. Actually, oh, that's interesting. And. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I think it's because you, on Instagram, you, you, you can't see people talking to each other so much. I, that's but true, yeah. on Twitter, it's just so easy to, like, I, well, I find it so easy. And you just see, like, lots of journalists who already know each other saying, darling, you're fabulous, darling, you're fabulous. And, and I'd be like, I'm just sitting here like a potato, not Why really am I not living my own life and potato. call each other fabulous. I just, and I felt very lonely on it. And it, it, yeah. it, really, it really wasn't good for me. So I also wanted to talk about the amazing TV things you've done, um, and particularly that incredible episode of Fresh Meat you wrote where Vod ODs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, which is just such a brilliant brilliant episode um did you I love was, writing that i'm so pleased I, yeah i love oh my god it's amazing it was always um i, I found that it absolutely terrifying because I was, I was very young and it was my first job and amazing. it was like Sam and jesse armstrong were, were these kind of were absolute kind of 
heroes. Yeah. <laughs> I rewatched it all recently. Um, yep, only in the, like nailed four seasons in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, Brilliant. I've got no life. But um, that episode in particular, I wanted to talk to you about the sort of um, shitty human nature thing when it comes to other people's sobriety. Because mm. I was relieved when Vod doesn't didn't go to rehab. Isn't that awful? That's so interesting. It's so dark, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. I didn't want her to sober up. And that's terrible, and I know that that's terrible. But I wanted to question. ask you, when you stopped drinking, was that yeah. something you felt like people were kind of trying to make you feel bad or trying to put pressure on you to drink, <laughs> like, because you're ruining their fun kind of thing? In terms of the, the TV show, I think sort of not wanting Bob to get sober might just be, like... You just love that character and you want the yeah, character to stay Yeah, I hope the it's just that and that I'm oh. not this inherently terrible human being. <laughs> I mean, I, I got sober when I was um, 24 right. and I absolutely did encounter some resistance. But the people who I encountered the resistance from aren't people who I'm in touch with anymore. Right. I mean, well, I think I missed the yeah. first party I went to sober. Someone literally grabbed me and shoved up some Jägermeister in my face and said, yeah. drink this, drink this, what do you do? I remember my attitude was I was so determined to get sober that I was just like, I don't fucking care. You can put all the Jägermeister you want in my face. I'm just not drinking it. I'm like, I, I was I was really, it was probably the, the most determined I've ever been in my life to do anything. Yeah. And so I think I just didn't really care what Good. anyone else thought. Oh, that's an amazing... found it threatening. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, fine, whatever, friends. Enjoy yourself. Well, it's a good way of um, wheedling out the dickheads, isn't it? <laughs> so this is the part of the interview where I interrupt a perfectly nice conversation mm. to do the casual fire round. What's that? Which is... <laughs> Which is like a quick fire round. <laughs> no, sorry. Such a shoehorn, shitty name for a round. But basically, a quick fire round, but um, okay. but you don't have to feel under pressure to answer quickly. Because okay. it's so no, cash. You know, it's to- totes cash. Lightning round. <laughs> no, but it's not lightning. That's the whole point, right? Okay. It's as long as you okay. want to answer. What, uh, what did you have for breakfast? I had a jam croissant from Pret, and I had a banana, but that was like a pre-breakfast, two hours before breakfast, because I was hungry. Two breakfasts, excellent. Are you any good at keeping secrets? Yes, way too good. Oh, really? I will destroy myself to keep your secrets. Oh, God, really? Tell me me anything, no matter, again. That's really impressive. I don't have, I can't relate to that in any way. (laughs) Have you ever encountered anyone with the same name as you? Never. Fair enough. What is your least favourite emotion? anger do you still remember any landline numbers yeah i just had to mentally do i do i remember my the landline number of my first ever be- actually i did have a best friend for a year my oh. my, my, my first and backtracking best is it friend, lizzie from when i was about 10 and it was the first phone number i ever learned off my heart oh. and i want to say it out loud now, yeah but I she think might still have the same there, so, yeah. we should call it i same. remember lizzie's landline number Ah, do you think it's funny when strangers trip over in the street? No, heartbreaking. Oh, but if they're fine, is it not so, some kind of comedy? You're not into it's like when someone like when a child drops an ice cream. I just, I just can't bear it. Is I, it because you you're sad about the ice cream though? I'm sad about the ice cream. I'm sad <laughs> not, not for the kid. I'm sad for the just, things like that make me just think thoughts like the whole of human existence is a tragedy. I <laughs> <laughs> go really kind of bleak and existential. Gotcha, gotcha. Great, we won't delve too far into that then. Yeah. <laughs> just, just digging. Have you ever considered, even for half a second, auditioning for Big Brother? I know it's not on anymore, but... I've not considered it. I have fantasised about it, and I have fantasised about auditioning for all the 
the major reality in town. Oh, which really? Yeah, I walk around London imagining how my X Factor audition would go. If you could see into the future, what would you want to know? Honestly, just a few financial details. That <laughs> <laughs> would be helpful. Can I put a bunch of stuff on the credit cards right yeah. now? Because I'll be fine later. <laughs> I do get the Ontario reading. To try and get some information. Do you believe in that. that stuff? Yeah, I do actually a bit, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. If, you get, if you get the right person. Okay. Yeah. When was the last time you hated yourself a bit? I think it's been just a sort of continuous level. Constant. Constant. Just being a woman. Yeah, just sort of being Being woman. alive, being a human being. Walking through the world. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I kind of had a... I think I've, I probably thought I said something stupid about ten minutes ago. I put mascara on this morning, and you know there was like a, a little dot of it on my Great. upper eyelid, yep. which I didn't see until I was in the loo and prep two hours later, and I was just like, "You twat, <laughs> waving your mascara around, walking around, thinking you look sexy." Yeah, everyone's laughing at you. Ham fist with your makeup So yeah, there was plenty too many. Great, so that's over. Well done. Back to the interview. Um, <laughs> this is the bit in my notes where I just wrote dogs in capital letters with loads of exclamation marks. Uh-huh. Let's talk about dogs. Love dogs. Who is Pickle? Pickle is my parents' dog. Uh-huh. He is a Koikahund, which what? is a, I know, it's a Dutch uh, breed of dog. They're kind of like a cross between a spaniel and a collie, only smaller and more plumy. They were originally bred duck herding. Dogs. So not what? duck hunting dogs. They were bred. Why would we herd ducks? In, in depends to move them to new locations. That's very niche. It's very niche. <laughs> and so they have very quickers have very very plumy plumy feathers. Do we have like a separate dog that we've bred to like herd um, geese, for example? Is it? I mean, do we have a dog, dog breed for that. every single? other sort of farmyard animal I mean, to herd. Okay, cool. <laughs> Why haven't you researched this and have an answer? I should have researched My fault, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, what I would really like to do right now is spend the next 25 minutes just Googling dogs with you, but yeah, I don't think no, that would be that fun to listen to. You've got two dogs at your laptop screen, so like, yeah. they're your two little... Ivy and Teddy, yeah. Oh, they're so gorgeous. Yeah, Teddy is a girl, before you start saying he. Before, before you start throwing the he pronoun around. Yeah, Teddy is a girl. <laughs> Named by my mum because um, she does look... I was about to say he. <laughs> because she does look like a teddy bear. Anyway, yeah, those are my two dogs. Do you think dogs are better than humans? I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do, deep down. Uh, I, the answer's buried deep within me and I can't access it, but I'm, I'm sure it's yes. I feel like my dogs taught me how to love... <laughs> I didn't know how to love before, but I mean, they taught me how to love dogs, not humans. (laughs) Truth. Yeah. You also have Mackerel the cat. Mackerel the cat. I really like cats. Um, Not as much as I love dogs, but um, most cats are assholes, aren't they? Mm. Is Mackerel an asshole? He has uh, very, very, very good boundaries. Oh. And he does not care about your feelings while he's enforcing those boundaries. Like if if he doesn't want the stroke, he's just walking off. (laughs) Great. I mean, maybe um, we should just all be more cat. Don't you think? Like, I don't want to get stroked. I need to be more careful. I need to be more like, just fuck off. I don't like, yeah. or just claw at their face. Yeah, definitely. When people try cat. and stroke me, mm. <laughs> I'm gonna be more cat now. Would you write a play or a script which just centres around a dog and a cat teaching people how to be better? It's just me pitching. Isn't that Marley and me? Oh. 
<laughs> okay, but don't cast Owen Wilson that. and Jennifer Anderson in it. And also, I feel like... We could do a Marley 2, or has there been a Marley 2? There's probably been a Marley 3 or 4. I mean, I'm, going, I'm immediately going to go and look that up yeah. for my afternoon viewing. But I don't think a cat would teach you how to, but I think a cat would teach you how to be worse. That would be like a kind of dark yeah. film. But they would, like you say, teach you boundaries and stuff, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, True. maybe women in in the age we live in now do need to just channel cats. Yeah, men channel dogs. Mm-hmm. Be nicer, be more pure. Don't mm-hmm. don't rape people. Stuff like that. Yeah, that would be. Women good. channel cats. Have better boundaries. Just claw at everybody around you. Claw at everyone around you. Yep. Scream in the street at night. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> have sex on rooftops. Have sex on rooftops. <laughs> great idea. Um, we have talked a bit about your teenage acting but we haven't talked about your grown-up acting because you are technically an actor as no, well right not anymore come I was. on i used to be no not at all would I'm you done, never I years, haven't even write anything to cast yourself in which seems to be kind of a, a big thing these days don't you think no never ever, ever. i you wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it like maybe like no actually no there's no no i'm not an actor you don't want I, to do it no. because i did look at your imdb page and um i feel like you were just in crime dramas a couple of crime dramas is I that right my whole acting career which as i say is 100% over as far as I'm concerned was one episode of Miss Marple and one episode of Lewis yes that's what I mean that's amazing and I thoroughly enjoyed both I yeah. remember thinking this is can I find you on YouTube I don't I didn't yeah know. definitely oh yeah. my god amazing I'm gonna do that it was the whole thing just felt like a total steal and I'm, I'm being paid like really like it, back then in my life it was like quite a lot of money to just be picked up in a big car and then put in a bonnet and given meals and do almost nothing and go I mean I, I mean I just as you can tell from that I was never a very committed actor <laughs> and I was like, if I thought that I could have an acting career where I just played one line parts in ITV crime dramas and never had to like build any skill or do any actual real work right I would go like a shot I would Okay. well up for that so you but... didn't ever consider the whole um like moving to hollywood doing that stuff no no no, no. A million years. It, it, it was you know i'm i'm glad i had to go and it was it but but i'm very 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 glad that other people are actors so i don't have to be yeah i'd rather be behind the scenes definitely yeah i'm a, I'm a behind the scenes mouse person face, i'm a face for podcast type <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you ever lived abroad done that kind of thing I'm too cowardly no, I'm very no I've never too done it stuck in my ways yeah no no I've never done it I, I, I'd like to I'd like to live in America for oh you. yeah I'm, I'm, let's do it together yeah, yeah we'll let's go straight from Centre Parks straight from Centre Parks where to, in America well I always thought New York but um, I don't know I did I did go to LA last year and, and spent the whole time did on you, Venice Beach which was lovely awesome. did you stay there yeah, it was really nice. Grace. On that note, in the words of my my Lord and Saviour RuPaul, do you have anything to plug? Would you like to would you like anybody to follow you on social media or No <laughs> Absolutely. Or send you cash in an envelope? Is there nothing no, that I mean, you would I'm like? No, I really this party bag of okay, chocolate good. that you gave so me. So if people would like to send party bags of chocolate to Rose. If, if you feel moved to buy the playtext of Original Death Rabbit, you can buy that from Nick Hearn Books or Amazon. Oh, I so, was going to say, is there a way of people still... Absolutely, it's, it's a published text. And, That's amazing. Uh, so you can buy that and you can... I mean, the, the, the London run of it has now finished, but you can oh, perform it so in your good. living room. I wish I was doing this sooner so that people could still go and see oh, it. Oh, well, maybe, maybe one day. Maybe I'll have another... Maybe this podcast life. will um, make it come back. <laughs> now everyone knows how much I love remakes. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today, Rose. Uh, and thank you, everyone out there. Please rate and subscribe if you have a minute. Bye!
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.